How many knows who Hagar is? Hagar was the handmaid of Sarah. Sarah was promised. Uh, she was the wife of Abraham. She was promised that she was going to have a son. She was an old woman. And God asked Hagar after, after she had been given to Abraham because Sarah couldn't, she just couldn't conceive what God was wanting to do. How many has a hard time sometimes believing that God can do what, what it is? Brother Burke, sometimes I just question the Lord. Say, God, can, I, I know you can do anything, but can you change the heart and mind of a person that doesn't even, because I want to give up on people sometimes. I do. My God, if, they're not, if, they're, if they can't respond to that, then I'm going to move on. Amen? And then, the, and then I get that check in my spirit from God. And, and God says, I never quit on you. You said it this morning. I never quit on you. I went all the way. I could have quit in Pilate's Hall. I could have quit when they were beating me. I could have quit before they ever handed me that cross to carry. I could have quit. I could have called a host of angels and, and, and been raptured up. But I didn't. I went all the way because it was necessary that you're saved. Amen? And we sometimes want to quit on people. Because they don't respond on our timeline. But what we don't understand is we see them doing all the goofy stuff that they're doing. We do some goofy stuff too, by the way. We see them doing all the things they shouldn't be doing, but we don't know what's going on when they're all alone and when God's dealing with them and when they're praying and you don't think they pray. I said the alcoholic and the prostitute and the drug addict and amen, the heroin addict, they're praying. They know they need help. They know they need, they just can't break through addiction. They need somebody to stand in the gap for them. You need to be praying for them. God asked Hagar, he said, where did you come from? You're never, you need to know where you come from. Don't forget where you came from. Don't forget where God brought you from. It's not so hard to remember the lost when we remember where God brought us from. <clears throat> Amen? Not only did he ask, where did you come from? But Brother Burke, he said, where are you going? Where are you going? Are you just showing up on a Sunday night so that there can be an impartation so that you can go back and fall right into the routine that you've been? Or are you going somewhere? Amen? Are you going to allow the Holy Ghost to take you somewhere? I know you've been standing for a minute, but that's all right too. So have I. <clears throat> Amen? You need to know where you're going. Amen? Don't get so wrapped up in your career that you forget who you are and what it is you're carrying. You're carrying a name. She was carrying a child. You're carrying a name, a, a saving name, 
a name that will save and change this world. It will, if you will allow that to be birthed in your life, the revelation that what I have can transform and change any and everything and that there is no weapon that is formed against me that shall prosper, praise the Lord. There's nothing that can stop you. There's nothing that can stop you. There's nothing that can stop you when you understand who you are, what you are, and where you're going. It's when you get caught up in the whirlwind of life and you lose your identity. And that's what the adversary wants you to do. He wants you to get caught up. He wants you to get sidetracked. You see, what she was dealing with, Hagar, we don't know that she was a good woman or a bad woman. It doesn't really say that. But what she was dealing with was the consequences of the flesh. Amen? You need to hear what I'm fixing to say. She was a handmaid. She was a slave to Sarah. And Sarah said, I can't believe God for the miracle that he's going to do for me. But I'm going to manipulate the miracle through Hagar. Are you with me? She was not, what was she, how, how old was she? She was 89 or 90 years old. She was an old woman. She wasn't supposed to be having babies. Abraham was 99. They weren't supposed to be having babies like that. Amen? Sarah says, you know, I know what God said. Now, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about a visitation from God telling you this is what you need to do. This is what's fixing to happen. You better get ready because you're going to have a son. And she laughed. Ha! God said, what are you laughing at? Is there anything that's too great for him? She was dealing with the consequences of Sarah not believing that God could do what he said he was going to do. And the adversary will always try to push you in a direction to manipulate the miracle that God has said he's going to provide for you. You don't have to manufacture your own miracle. You just need to believe the miracle worker. When God says he's going to do it, that settles it. It's over. It's finished. He said it. I believe it. He's going to do it. It may not be on my time. If he said you're going to have a baby, you're going to have a baby. They manipulated, and the flesh got involved. And sometimes we, as Christians, let our flesh get involved in what God is really desiring to do. If you're not praying, and you're not seeking the face of God, but yet you're expecting the miracle, you can be deceived by any miracle. Not every miracle comes from God. 
I want to remind you that those magicians threw down their staffs just like Aaron threw down his. And they became serpents also. Sometimes they're going to look identical. That looks, that kind of favors. You know what? That boy kind of looked like what I expect Ishmael or Isaac would look like. But it wasn't Isaac. Amen? Don't. Here's where we're guilty. Dustin Priest, Brother Dustin preached it this morning. Welcome to the family. I wonder what would have happened. Instead, Brother Burke, of them running Hagar into the wilderness and running Ishmael out of the camp, casting him into the... I wonder what it would have looked like if they would have had Isaac and they would have embraced Ishmael. What would the world look like today had Abraham looked at Ishmael and said, Welcome to the family. Are you with me? There's some things that happen in life and you have no control of them and some of them are your own doing. But don't push them out. Amen? Why don't you just bring them into where you're at right now and allow the Holy Ghost to transform and change? What would have happened to humanity today if, 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 if Abraham would have said, no, wait a minute, we, we're the cause of this. I'm the cause of this problem. I caused it. Some of you are dealing with hurt and pain that others have caused you and some of the pain and hurt that you're dealing with is what you've caused yourself. You need to understand God's not, hey, God's not going to run that out into the wilderness, but if you'll pull it in and allow him to nurture it, praise the Lord, he's going to help you through it and he'll bless you through it. That don't mean you keep doing it. This means you establish yourself and allow the Holy Ghost to change things. And don't try to do it on your own accord. Amen? Look what happened. Do you know who the Ishmaelites are? Do you know who that whole generation, that whole nation is? What do you think Israel's fighting with today? They're still fighting over the birthright. God was going to give them gifts anyway. God's going to bring him up to be a great nation anyway. What would have happened had the Spirit of the Lord moved on them and somehow instead of blaming and pushing Ishmael out into the wilderness, they said, you know what? We're going to embrace our fault. We caused this. We did it. We're the cause of it. We're going to embrace it. We're going to keep him here in the camp. We're going to nurture him and raise him up. I know the promise is coming through Isaac, but I'm telling you that there's something about this boy that we're going to invest in, praise the Lord. There's some things that you've went through in life that you you don't like and consequences that you don't really want to deal with but I'm telling you that God has placed some of them there and they're there to help you and by you embracing them it'll make you strong it will make you stronger embracing them and dealing with them than it will if you push them aside and try to hide them out in the wilderness somebody talk back to me for a minute are you dealing with some of those kind of things? That, you know, I wish I'd have never done that. <laughs> Amen. I, boy, I wish I would have never. I'm probably the only one in the building. I'm telling you that God can help you through that. 
but you're not going to run it out and sweep it under a rug somewhere out in the wilderness and just pray, God, let that disappear. You're going to have to repent of it. You're going to have to do it the Bible way. Repent. Repent of it. Amen? Confess it to yourself and to God. God, I did that. And then watch what the Holy Ghost can do. Why don't we lift our hands? Come on, somebody needs to be talking to God right now. Come on. I know that when we get into the 21st chapter, we can see where Hagar was mocking Sarah. And sometimes this world and the decisions we make will mock us. And they, they're not good for us. And, and we want to we answer it with a sword. We want to we we slay it, praise the Lord. But God's saying, hey, there's some things that's happened in your life. And that you know what? I, I didn't like it back then. I still don't like it today. But I'm going to help you through it. I'm going to guide you through it. And that thing that the enemy thinks that he's going to use to overcome you and overturn turn your life. I'm going to use it to bring glory into the kingdom of God. Praise the Lord. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Can you begin to imagine what revival would look like that broke out into the Muslim community right now? He said, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. I think he meant all flesh. I think he meant everybody. And then he's going to let them sort it out. Amen? He's going to let them sort it out. There's some things in your life you need to get sorted out. You came up here tonight and responded to my plea when I said, you know you're not doing everything you know you're supposed to be doing for the kingdom and for yourself. Isn't that right? Now, with every revelation comes an obligation. Amen? You have one, and I have one. Don't think. We get under the misconception sometimes that when I'm doing this, that God's not poking me. Amen? He's poking you. And in turn, he's poking me. And I have a responsibility too. Amen? When we leave this building tonight, we need to leave it differently than we walked in. And we can do that by making a decision right now that I'm going to change what I've been doing. I'm not telling you you've been doing anything wrong. But you said I'm not doing everything the way I'm supposed to be doing it. And with that comes a responsibility to get on track. Are you with me? How many wants to do that? Thank you for, number one, thank you for being honest. Amen? Thank you. Hey, you can lie to the preacher. You can lie to God. But you can't lie to yourself. Well, some people do. They lie to themselves. Amen? But you know what's right, and so does he. Amen? Some, you can fool me. You're not going to fool your kids. You're not, hey, mom and dad. You can say you're one thing, 
Your kids know exactly what you are. Amen? They're in the house. You guys are going to have a baby. That baby's going to know exactly what goes on in that house. Amen? And you can lie, you can lie to everybody in this room, but you ain't going to lie to that baby. Amen? It's our responsibility to fix the broken things in our life. If you're waiting for Satan to say, hey, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do all that to you. It ain't going to happen. What he's going to say is, there ain't nothing wrong with that. He's a liar. He's the, right? He's a liar. He is a liar. If it comes out of his lips, he's lying. Amen? Draw near to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee. Pursue that thing when you responded and you took your first step to come up front here tonight. God had already dropped in your spirit everything you need that you, that you know you're facing and everything you're not doing that you're supposed to be doing. Am I telling you the truth? You knew. You knew. Now go do it. Fix it. And then turn this world upside down. There's not a force that can stop the church. God is going to have revival. And there's nothing that can stop it. 